0: we are on the story of saraswati sindhu hindu civilization in eight topics we have covered topic 1 samudra mantanam showing the dynamic himalayas the flow of the hydrological systems and how people were able to interact through riverine waterways this next topic will relate to geography and polity will be followed by trade wealth of nations technology economy Language and culture, and principal sources of history. So, we will go through geography and polity. See, the migrations of people have taken place for millions of years. For thousands, forty, one theory says about 40,000, 70,000 years ago, people moved from Africa, traveled along the coast, hunting the coastline, traveled along the coast of India, and then crossed India into the ancient Far East and into Australia and then moved into, back into Eurasia. So this kind of movements have taken place. There are a lot of theories about the ancient migrations. That is the slide. But there is a remarkable documentation of migrations in a Veda text called the Baudhavana Sravata Sutra. This slide shows the Shloka from 18.44 of the Baudhavana Sravata Sutra ETHAT AYAVAM PRATHYAN AMAVASU RASYA ITHE GANDHARA AYAS PARSHAVO RATTO ITHE ETHAT AMAVASYAVAM So we are referring to a migration of AMAVASU and AYU AYU migrated eastwards His people are KURU PANCHALA AND the KASI Videha. This is the Ayava movement, migration. Amavasu's migrated westwards. These people are the Gandhara, Parshu, and Aratta. This is the Amavasu migration. So the migration took place out of the banks of the river Saraswati from Kurukshetra, eastwards and westwards. As we saw earlier, Rishi Ra- Gautama Rahogana migrated from Kurukshetra to Karatoya, Sadanayana River in Bangladesh, the Karathoya River is a tributary of both Ganga and Brahmaputra. Having a navigable river, they were able to transact business both in the ancient Far East and ancient Near East. So I propose that there is a link at Gadi between Ganga Yamuna Riverine Waterway and Saraswati Waterway. See a number of Janapadas are mentioned in Mahabharata which have been mapped here. So when we talk about civilization or the river basin, we should not limit our view only to that area. The other parts of India also were completely occupied. Because of alluvial soil, people could live there. So a number of Janapadas existed all over the country. But this particular area was active because of the riverine waterways which extended the trade transactions to very extensive long distance areas. On the east you can go up to Hanoi. Bangkok, on the west you can go up to Haifa in Israel, so that was the advantage that was created by the Saraswati Sindhu Hindu civilization. So we should not limit our view to only to this region and then restrict our vision. People existed all over the country as it has been shown very clearly in the Mahabharata the Janapadas. So a number of tribal migrations have speculated historical settlements of the Dravidian migrations, according to Arish Sharma. So like this, people have been moving up and down. There are a lot of interactions that have been taken place between Setupanda, between Sri Lanka and Setupanda. Across Setupanda to rameshwaram from rameshwaram to Kerala, from Kerala on Katamarans right up to Red Sea, Sukna. So people are moving on the boats and as caravans. Trading activity was not restricted to this. Though we are focusing on these large number of settlements which are dated to the 4th millennium to 2nd millennium, as shown on this map, we are not restricting ourselves to the fact that this was the only area. No, there are a lot of trade interactions. So people in this Saraswati River basin were receiving material. There were trade networks within the country. See, from Sahyadri ranges, they were getting material. from the. Brahma region they were getting material. From Narvada River Basin they were getting material. From Gujarat they were getting material. All those materials were transacted, we will see in the trade networks topic. So the special distribution of major, major drainages created the important tirthasthanas pilgrimage sites. So that defined the culture of this country. They, once you create a tirthasthana once you it a sacred. People start moving. People start moving from Rameshram, Syatuganda to Kedarnath, Badrinath, the Chadams. So from uh, Kamakshya, you can go to in- Ingal Raj in uh, Sindh province. People can move all over. The Mahabharata goes a remarkable account of the pilgrimage centers of this ancient Bharatam. So this way we have to look at the country as a whole which created the richest nation on the globe in one common era. Look at the Om Parvat Kailasa Parvatam which gave rise to Kumarasambhava where the metaphor is Shiva is sitting on top of the Kailas out of his jata emerges Ganga and other rivers from the heights of 6191 meters of Himalayas and series of water and falls create an Om image and the Om Parvat and Tetra which are recognized as important geological points and the idea of Shivalinga. Shivalinga has a Rudra Bhaga, a Vishnu Bhaga and a Brahma Bhaga. The Vishnu Bhaga is octagonal like the pillar found in Binjor, Egnakunda. Eight cornered, eight angled pillar, eight sided pillar. So a Shivalinga is made with a quadrangular base in the middle is an octagonal pillar and on top of it, cylindrical that is Shivalinga Shivalinga consists of three parts Brahma searches for the end of this pillar the fiery pillar and uh, Vishnu as Varaha goes down into the earth to uh, search for the roots of this pillar it is an endless pillar so there is a Sukta in the Atharva Veda which talks about this pillar called the Shivadinga. So we have got the Janapadas, became 16 Mahajanapadas, they grow bigger and bigger, people got together and created ultimately from Magadha to a Maurya Empire, social groupings, the guilds became Janapadas, Janapadas became Mahajanapadas. So first millennium BC sites you can see on the banks of the Ganga, Yamuna and Brahmaputra and the Sindhu Rivers, Panchanad, Saptasindu. There is a remarkable notation that comes from a Sangam literature which talks about the migration from Tuvarai, Dwaraka. A 12th century inscription refers to this. Tuvarai managar ninru Ponda Thonmai pārttu kildi vendan nigaril ten kavir nādu tandil nigarvitta nidhiyadar. So, this talks about 49 generations ago, people from Dwaraka, after the Dwaraka got submerged, they moved along the coastline and came and settled down in parts of Tamil Nadu. They are called Velir. Dwarapati. So, this is a cotton fortress. So, metal work was going on there, and thus metalwork continued. For example, the Manjidara dancing girl, statue that is made in abstract technique, the technique is followed even today. In Swami Malay on the banks of the river Kaveri, producing bronze images statues of Krishna Raman, and Nataraja. We have seen the satellite image of the settlements. I am also showing you a plaque, a mosaic in a place called Mari in ancient Near East on the Tigris Euphrates, carrying a one horned young bull which becomes a trade market symbol, a hallmark symbol of the Indus civilization writing system called the script. That one horned bull called the unicorn is he held on top of a sholakambu, a cob of mice. Konda. Konda means a fiery trench of live coal, sacred fire altar, Agrikunda. So we have seen the mature phase of civilization ranges from 2600 to 1900 before common era then by 600 before common era we had the 16 Mahajanapadas a formation was taking place within the country uniting the country but with a common cultural framework So you can see the maps of the vegetation maps very rich country natural resources we can see the global sea levels of 10,000 BCE were such that this alluvial soil, soil of India was not affected by the ice age. The rest of Europe was filled with 24 feet of ice cover. That did not affect us because of the Himalayan barrier. So agricultural activities got to continue in India. So during the last ice age from 115,000 to 11,700 before present, a lot of activity was continuing to happen in this part of the globe. These are the Meluhha settlements. As we have seen from the Bodhayana Sutra, Melugha speakers landed in Iranian soil and went westwards. The Amosu migration. There is a lot of trade activity with Susa, Tali Malyan, Fars province, central Zagros mountain range in present day Iran. So, a good number of maps have been beautifully drawn by. Schwarzburg, India of the Vedas and Epics, region, peoples and cities of the Mahabharata. You know where to spend the time on each map. I am not going to detail each of these places, but to give you the idea of the resources available for historical studies. India has revealed in the Mahabharata Epic with all the Tirthastanas and the important Janapadas. And there are major powers of South Asia in the 6th century BC. 6th century Common Era. We will see each one of them. Dynasties of Magadha, Maurya, up to 6th century. Ancestral home of the Mauryas from 300 to 100 before Common Era. Look at the extent. Extended from beyond Afghanistan right up to Maharashtra and into the East, up to Assam. That was the Mauryan Empire, the ancestral home. So there was a lot of united activity that was taking place which enable people to communicate with each other and speak the same language. They may talk different dialects. You may talk Magadhi, Bhojpuri, Konkani, Telugu, but you will understand each other because they are coming from the same cultural framework of the core Prakritam language system. Call them Meluga. The Sungas and Indo-Greek ascendancy, 200 to 1 before common era. Indo-Greeks, 250 to 1 before common era. A small area west of the Sindhu River in Afghanistan in Bactria Margiana archaeological complex. Northern Shakas and hundred before Common Era to one common era, from the north of the Himalayas down to Maharashtra, Andhra Pradesh and Northern Madras, Northern Tamil Nadu. Indo Parthians and Mahamega Vaganas, of 100 before Common Era to 1 Common Era. So, Indo Parthians on the west, Maha Megavahanas on the east. They are the places covered by Santal Paraganas, Orissa, Coastal, Coromandel Coast, Andhra Pradesh, Tamil Nadu, Kanyakumari, right down to Kerala. Kushanas, 1 to 300 Common Era, again from the west of Afghanistan. Up to the eastern parts of the Ganga River, Shakas, Shaharatas and Kardamas, 50 to 150 common era, particularly in northwest India, Gujarat, North Rajasthan, parts of uh, Madhya Pradesh, and Uttar Pradesh. Vakatakas from 250 to 450 common era, in Madhya Pradesh area and eastern Gujarat area. And little Orissa area. Southern Hunas, 450 to 600 common era, they are called the Southern Hunas, again from the North Himalayas to right up to the Narmada River. Early Pallavas and Maukaris in the southern part of the continent, Pallavas, Kanchipuram was an important activity center both in cultural activities and historical trading activities, which extended even up to China, Korea, then maukaris on the north, near Ayodhya, Guptas, later period, 250 to 550 common era, virtually the Mauryan Empire area was covered by them, but part of it was lost on the west, western side, but then it continued up to Andhra Pradesh and Tamil Nadu, Kajeparam. Mauryan Age in India map is also very beautifully drawn. Then republics of Northeast India in the 6th, 5th century before Common Era. So Northeast India was also an integral part of the Saraswati civilization activity. This was a very important resource center for bringing in tin through the ancient maritime tin route. And the Buddhist sources have given us enough documentary material to create this Northeast India of Bharat the republics of the 6th to 5th century before common era these are very important maps which unite our country of course there are campaigns of Alexander from 336 to 323 before common era and there is a dispute whether Alexander really defeated Porus or Purushottama we will discuss it down the line as to how Purushottama won over Alexander and made the Macedonian troops retreat and hands him a gift of a sword, Ukku sword made by our blacksmiths Then, time of the Mauryan Empire is from 321 to 181 before Common Era, very well drawn in a time map. More important the religious movements of culture of the pre-Mauryan period and continued into the Mauryan periods continues even today from 6th century before Common Era to present day. This is the continuum of the Parthia culture that unifies. So we don't have to talk about the differentials among the people. There is a unifying culture that was offered by this geological framework of this Tirtha Saras of this country. Chantabahana, so, Shaka, Kushana age we have very magnificent monuments like the Sanchi and Bharhut. Then we have the religious and cultural sites of the post-Maurian period 200 before Common Era to 300 Common Era. We have South Asia and expanding Western view, which goes into Vietnam, Cambodia, Malaysia, Laos, Thailand. See the houses, types of rural houses, there's identity in the nature of materials that are used and the styles of construction and architectural designs. And we can see the circular huts right on top in the northwest. They are the Vedic houses, of which they are formed in the 6th millennium. We have found in sites in Kalib, in uh, Bildana and Northern Kashmir sites showing these Vedic houses. So, this cultural framework governed by the geology of the country and the polity of the Janapadas, is very important. We have a series of cities and guilds. They gathered together with a common purpose to accumulate wealth. They traded with all within the country, outside the country. But the wealth was not used for their own personal property building. This wealth was used for common welfare, to share shared wealth, to share shared common wealth. That defined Dharma. That you earn wealth and give it back to the society that has given you this opportunity. This has been the governing principle of our Adhyatmika systems. This is the foundation. The Adhyatmika foundation lies in this geography and polity of the country. Governed by the Drittasthanas and the respect for nature, respect for the land, and sheer respect for all phenomena. The entire Rigveda is resonant with the exploratory verses, metaphors. Understand, trying to understand what's going on here. What is this cosmic dance that's taking place? Let us understand this and we'll cover that in the following topics. Thank you very much, Namaskar.